This is Jonathan with Limitless Mindset, and this is part three of my narration of our man Serge's very thorough article. This this is the kind of article that a a lesser writer would try to pass off as a as an Amazon Kindle ebook. So this is part three of it, and. In this section, we are going to be crossing over into the legal gray zone, as we're going to be talking about Serge's favorite social intelligence drug, MDMA. Here's Serge. Recently, I gave a talk about biohacking to an audience of about 200 successful leaders in San Francisco. When I asked how many of them took the drug MDMA, which is Schedule 1 illegal in the United States, greater than 50% of the hands went up. Think about that for a second. I'm not telling you to take it, but in my subjective experience, MDMA boosted social intelligence more than anything else. Its effects were permanent and extremely beneficial. Hmm, permanent. Let's find out more. The scientific research says that risks of MDMA, or ecstasy, appear to be far lower than those of alcohol and tobacco. I believe that. There are several studies, and this is obvious to anyone who ever looked at the science. The FDA is about to approve it for treatment of PTSD and calls it a breakthrough. The setting I take it in is long, chill house parties with friends and family, great music, and ambiance. Known supply with precise measurement. For those of us who haven't tried it, The effects are social anxieties and ego vanish. We feel free to tell others what we genuinely think and feel without worrying about being judged. We might think we do these things anyway, but this is a different level of emotional openness, confidence, and freedom. We greatly enjoy interacting with those around us and feel deep empathy for them. We are extremely extroverted. Building a deep connection with someone we just met is uh, trivial. There is no self-talk about future or past. We are completely in the moment, like after an intensely deep meditation. The interesting thing is that For me, all the effects above stayed permanently, albeit they're not as strong while actually on MDMA. The biggest benefit is that I became extremely comfortable with being open about who I am and how I feel. In this article, I publicly admit to taking illegal drugs and paying for sex It is trivially easy for me to say what my biggest insecurity used to be. His height, which is uh, five foot seven, and he spent years agonizing over it. Or the most embarrassing lie in 
my life. Uh, lied about getting into Stanford GSB before I actually did. I got to the Dean of Admissions. I'm still not sure how I persuaded him to let me in despite this. Interesting. All my friends and family read these articles, by the way. It is extremely liberating to not care at all about what other people think of us. Just be who we are. And here's the thing. We all love those of us who are so open and honest. It makes us interesting, memorable, trustworthy, reliable, confident. It makes it easy to get into deep conversations, uh, which builds relationships. It is so much easier to get what we want in life when we have no fears and just directly ask for it. And so few of us use this powerful hack. I think he's talking about MDMA. Alcohol, which results in 88,000 deaths a year in the United States, Tobacco, which uh, results in 480,000 deaths a year, and opioid painkillers cause 15,000 deaths. Actually, I think that number may be higher with the opioid crisis that is uh, raging in parts of the United States. And these things are all legal, but MDMA, which has resulted in 50 deaths, and I would like to see a citation for that, MDMA is not legal. Clearly, many of us understand this and do not respect the law. Greater than 50% of my San Francisco sample openly said they used MDMA, while just about nobody smoked tobacco. Unscientific and irrational drug laws undermine the moral authority of law as a whole. And that's interesting. I've used MDMA a couple times myself, and I, I found it to just be a, a party drug. It, it made me feel good. It made me want to dance to music. It made me want to talk to a lot of girls, talk to pretty much everybody. I didn't have this type of experience that he had where it had real uh, emotional benefits. So I'm going to remain a bit skeptical on that. I feel like everything that MDMA offers is also offered by a diligent mindfulness practice. So I would direct people towards towards that uh, sector of personal development. And also, importantly, I'll note here that it's a quite bad idea for young people, for teenagers and even people in their early 20s to be using things like MDMA. These kind of drugs can uh, permanently change the structure of the brain and you want to wait till your brain has kind of gotten to a, a mature state before you use these sorts of things. So I would urge people to practice a little bit of patience and wait till they're at least 25 years old. Moving on to part 3.3, which is dynamic and classical intelligence, IQ, and the ability to learn. And he's going to talk about a smart drug, which I am certainly not unacquainted with, which is modafinil. And 
He says that modafinil is proven to enhance our applied and classical intelligence. A recent study at Oxford reviewed all English studies on modafinil over 25 years and concluded that modafinil significantly enhances the attention, executive function, and learning. For example, intelligence in its most clear form imaginable of healthy, non-sleep-deprived humans when performing complex tasks with no side effects or mood changes at all. Serge says, I take 100 to 200 milligrams every day in the morning, as early as possible, and plan to always do so. And anecdotally, some people find their sleep is disrupted. The country that first decides to give free modafinil to all its citizens will reap massive competitive benefits in the global economy. Well, I'm glad that modafinil works so well for Surge. There seems to be, I would say, a minority of biohackers that can take modafinil every day, and it is a true smart drug that unlocks their productivity and their focus and their um, their cognitive horsepower that they can bring to bear to solve complex problems. But that is a minority. The, about a third of biohackers don't really like modafinil. They have kind of bad experiences with it. They find it causes uh, brain fog and could cause headaches. Some people have bad histamine reactions as a result of using it. And then there's about a third of people that are kind of like myself that do find modafinil to be a pretty great nootropic, but experience a really steep tolerance curve from the stuff and find that if we use it much more frequently than maybe once or twice a week, that we have really diminishing returns from the drug. And it is not cheap, so not everybody will be able to use modafinil in the way that Surge is able to. And I urge you to check out my other videos and articles on modafinil before you Order or consume the stuff, uh, the stuff yourself, because there is there is some things to be aware of. You want to be properly educated before you use a a hardcore, in fact, military grade smart drug like modafinil. Next drug that Serge likes is Adderall, and he says that Adderall has its uses. I used to take Adderall XL daily for many years. Adderall is very effective and quite safe. Here's a huge review of the science, and it clearly suggests Adderall can give you superhuman concentration with not much real risk. I switched to modafinil because I found that Adderall made me more anxious and made it too easy to focus on unimportant Things. I still take it occasionally when I need to do something boring but important. For example, in my last company, I read, edited key legal documents on Adderall. That does sound boring. And the mechanisms I built in gave negotiating advantages years later. Wow, oh, paid off. When reviewing 200 pages of dense legalese, a $1,000 an hour investment lawyer gets obliterated by a founder on Adderall. 
I love that line. I'm going to be saving that. And, and in fact, it actually makes me reconsider using Adderall. It's been quite a while since I, I used it when I was younger and diagnosed with ADHD. And I found that it has an effect similar to many of the nootropics that I use now. Although I have stayed away from it because I feel like I've, I've built the focus skill. I feel like I've developed focus muscles doing things like brain training and meditation and taking a path in life of entrepreneurship, which is really focus intensive. But hey, maybe I'll try it again and give some, uh, some reactions to it, having been off of it for about a decade. Surge concluded, though, overall, I don't recommend it. It is just too powerful. And we wouldn't want to be too powerful, would we? <laughs> Moving on. Neurogenesis, neuroplasticity, and learning. Key points. Many things in this article help you grow new neurons that help you learn. If you do not constantly learn new and challenging things, your intelligence degrades. Oh, and LSD. Learning itself is a skill that needs to be developed. For a general overview of the neurobiology of learning, I highly recommend completing the Learning How to Learn course on Coursera. It is easy and very valuable for all of us, those in high school and those who are CEOs alike. Learning is dependent on neuroplasticity and neurogenesis. For example, the ability of our brain to grow new neurons and rewire synaptic connections between existing neurons. These are driven by something called BDNF, which is highly modifiable. We are, we already mentioned that a number of things enhance these lithium, SSRI, sleep, meditation, stress reduction, sex, and fasting. Here are some more supplements. The ones I take are EPA and DHA, omega-3, magnesium, curcumin, niacin, rhodiola, and bacopa. And you can read more about these at examine.com or limitlessmindset.com. I'll add to it. Exercise, especially high-intensity interval training, and LSD. I need to hear more about this. And he says that there's a bunch of related studies in the journal Nature. And here are another 50-plus supporting studies. The last bit about LSD deserves a separate mention. I recently began microdosing LSD. Interesting experience. No hallucinations, but the mind wonders, focuses intensely on various sensory inputs, and links ideas in novel and unpredictable ways. I find it impossible to do focused work, but it seems to be an incredible way to deeply enjoy things like music, art, or even taking a bath. Boy, a bath sounds nice, doesn't it? It also seems to be a very powerful way to shift the mind into a diffuse mode of thought 
after a period of intense focus, which is essential for learning. Watch the class referenced above for details. Actually, let me read that again. That's interesting. LSD also seems to be a very powerful way to shift the mind into a diffuse mode of thought after a period of intense focus, which is essential to learning. Watch the class referenced above for details. I'll do a quick aside bar here. I think I kind of do that already. Like today, I was reading this great book, Catching Fire. I'm sorry, Stealing Fire. Catching Fire is probably also a book. I was re- I spent an hour reading this book, really enjoying it. And then I laid down to do 15 minutes of meditation. So going from intense focus to uh, not so intense uh, relaxation. LSD, even in large doses, is extremely safe. I will keep using them from time to time when I want a day off. Note, do not mix LSD and lithium. If you are the kind of person who looks down on those who take illegal drugs, you should know that Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, Richard Feynman, Thomas Edison, and many other top business people, scientists, and leaders used illegal drugs and often spoke of them as crucial to their success. And of course, to improve our learning skills, we need to keep learning. We can teach ourselves to code or complete classes on neuroscience or genetics or quantum physics or French or playing the piano rather than spend our precious time and neurons on the failings of politicians, the habits of celebrities, or the details of terrorist attacks. Even if we don't use the quantum physics, learning it will make us smarter and more capable of learning many other concepts, as well as link them to quantum physics in novel ways. This article is already long enough. I take lots of supplements, plus 50 pills a day. And that's an actual photo above. He does show his his morning supplements and his evening supplements. They are basically super safe things, like concentrated garlic, that can have plausible benefits. More details in the health article. Perhaps I'll do a narration of that later. And he also mentions avoiding pollution and toxins. Key point. Pollution, and especially smoking, damages your brain. It is well known that many pollutants damage intellect directly, like lead and mercury, and have broadly negative neurological effects. Uh, Volatile organic compounds such as stearine and disrupt hormone signaling. Uh, Xenoestrogens are linked to long-term testosterone decline observed around the world. I try to avoid all of these as much as possible. On a practical level, this means Try to live in a clean air area and spend time in well-ventilated spaces. I'm looking forward to someone creating a convenient and not too scary personal air filter mask that I could wear when in cities. Find find some way to make it look like a fashion accessory, I imagine, and you'll have biohackers funding your 
uh, crowdfunding campaign. Next, don't drink hot liquids from plastic containers and generally try to avoid plastics near your food. And thirdly, eat expensive slash organic food. We don't really know what is in it, of course, but expensive food is a game of probabilities. Cheap food is guaranteed to be full of various shit from antibiotics to pesticides. That's how they make it cheap. That's, that's disappointing for those of us who are, uh, naturally, really, uh, naturally frugal, isn't it? Uh, I know kind of the way that I was raised was just go with the cheapest option available unless Unless there's a significant upside to spending more money, just go with the cheapest thing available. I know that's actually how a lot of people feel financially. And unfortunately, with food, that can be disastrous. Next, don't smoke or spend time near smokers. Nicotine is a nootropic, but all the other shit in cigarettes, benzene, stearine, etc., doesn't just give us cancer, it makes us fucking stupid in the clearest sense of the word. Here's a quote from the US EPA. Exposure to steering in humans results in effects on the central nervous system, such as headache, fatigue, weakness, depression, and CSN dysfunction. I know I use the word stupid many times in this article, but it pales in comparison with the cretinism of smoking. Next, let's talk about placebos. Many of these interventions are likely to carry significant placebo effects. Placebo is awesome. If we have genuine belief in the efficacy of an intervention, that belief itself generates part of that desired effect. This is one of the most proven observations in medical science. In fact, that's why it is the control. Uh, it is the notable control in almost all studies. Optimism is healthy and good for us in and of itself. In summary, I made this point many times, but this stuff compounds. Think about how smart you will become if you have decades of focused learning, awesome sleep, great health, practicing social skills, building wealth and power, an upward spiral that others will never catch up with. And because gains in society are exponentially concentrated at the very top, gains from maximizing your intelligence are large. And deep work habits also train us to have deep downtime, to have deeply engaging conversation with our friends and family where we show our vulnerabilities and get to the core of who we are, rather than staring at our phones and distractedly discussing the weather, as most of us do, especially the English. Next time you find yourself chatting with, with an English fellow, just, just watch and see how quickly the, the topic of conversation centers around the the weather of the day or the weather of whatever place you're talking for talking about this whole approach isn't just healthy and useful to create wealth and influence it is also a fucking awesome way to live part three conclusion it is not the ability to easily multiply 
large numbers, but the ability to consistently win that makes AlphaGo super intelligent in the very narrow domain of playing Go. Likewise, we are intelligent if we accomplish complex goals. Stupid if we do not. That intelligence is based on our biochemistry. This article is about executing extremely well. You should also pick the right goal and tie it together on different time frames. I have very general objectives by the decade for the next 40 years and fairly concrete OKRs, which means objectives and key results for 2018, along with quarterly OKRs, and they inform my weekly and daily priorities. In other words, I can link my action item today, which might be like find a coach that helps me train my voice to be slower, to an annual OKR of enhanced persuasion skills to become immortal post-human god sometime after the year 2060. Once we all decide what we want, some of us will aggressively biohack and spend decades enhancing the biological systems that relevate that relevant intelligence and skills are based on. And with every year, the enhancements will get ever more powerful. Your chances of winning this marathon without quote-unquote doping are slim to none. And now, for the true purpose of this article, you've listened a long time to hear this. This article has many suggestions that can make those of us who adopt them more intelligent, happier, and more influential. And I genuinely enjoy helping others. But there is a deeper purpose. I want to live in a post-human future that is dominated by values I align with. Knowledge, science, technology, freedom, progress, power, abundance, pure meritocracy, optimism, and where tribalism, religion, tradition, nation-states, irrational emotions, conservatism, socialism, and humanism, along with our current biology itself, are all relegated to the museum and crumbled to dust. Wow, that's a a strong position, uh, a scary position. I know that only those of you who hold a very similar technocratic worldview will internalize and obsessively adapt these hacks. Those of you who believe in different values will pacify yourself with words about how this is unproven, too radical, too weird, too unhuman, too far off in the future to care about, too complicated. These tools will help the group that adopts them to gain power and thus help further advance a situation where those of us with values similar to mine, the Silicon Valley culture, set the agenda for mankind. And I want to be a god myself. But I also want people similar to Larry Page, Mark Zuckerberg, uh, Masayoshi Son, or Jeff Bezos to run the world by the end of the century. Some people would say they're running the world now. 
It will be a much better world than what we have today. So for me, the lines along which we will split on this approach is itself a feature of the approach. And this article, crafted with deliberate attention-grabbing concepts like sex, illegal drugs, and fear, is a socially engineered tool designed to help bring about the future that I believe in. Wow. Well, I look forward to hearing uh, your comments below this podcast about what you think about this uh, vision, this radical vision that Surge is so very uh, committed and uh, perhaps highly capable of bringing to the world. Again, I'm Jonathan with Limitless Mindset, and I look forward to a continued conversation with you. Legal notices. If you or someone you know developed or created a concept, piece of content, or idea shared on this show, please email us at info at limitlessmindset.com so we can mention them in the show notes or provide a backlink. We want to give credit where credit is due. As a listener to the Limitless Mindset podcast, we hope you have and practice common sense. However, since some of the content covered in this show deals with subjects of a health, legal, or business nature, this show is for entertainment purposes. If you need recommendations of doctors, nutritionists, or attorneys to consult before making decisions that may have health or legal repercussions, please email us at info at limitlessmindset.com.